Welcome to our worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, this Sunday, July 25th. We are so glad you have decided to join us for worship. We're worshiping on campus in our sanctuary for those who feel comfortable being out and about at this stage of the pandemic and vaccinations. Our health safety protocols have changed in light of the new guidelines from the CDPH, the spreading of the Delta variant, the slowed uptake of recent vaccinations, and the guidance of the health departments of the LA and Ventura counties. So for the near future, we are requesting that all folk, whether vaccinated or not, wear masks while inside our church buildings. This way we will be as protective of our vulnerable people as we are able. Think of yourself as living out Jesus' call of loving your neighbor and the biblical injunction to be your brother's or your sister's keeper. We'll keep you posted as these protocols adjust in the future. Surely they will change once again before we know it. To those of you watching online, there's a possibility that the film clip used in the sermon will not run in its entirety due to copyright issues still being resolved. However, if that happens, please be aware that the clip is just a few minutes long and the live stream of our service will resume shortly afterwards once the clip has ended. So stay with us if that is what happens. And we thank you for your patience about that. For those of us back in the sanctuary, um, the opportunity has come in our thinking that perhaps you want to stand during the hymn to um, enliven your worship experience. Why not? Let's do that. Um, if, you want to cha- if you want to stand during the sermon and go, yeah, yeah, um, well, no, maybe not, but... Uh, If you want to stand during the hymn, yeah, have a good time. We look forward to getting back more and more into the patterns that we were familiar with beforehand. Uh, Some quick reminders. Uh, There's a a program that's impassioned a couple of our lay people. It hasn't gotten through uh, all the process of our social concerns committee yet, but um, it has gotten to our attention, and we want to support it, and it's called Wheels to Africa. It's a bike donation program that is possible here in Westlake Village. And so it's upcoming on Saturday the 7th, and we want you to to be aware of that. Our Manor Food Drive and Many Mansions School Supply Drop-Off is the Sunday of that weekend, which is two weekends from now. So time to learn more information about it and and get up to speed. On the Saturday will be the bike uh, Wheels to Africa donation, and then on Sunday we'll be having our Mana Food Drive and the Many Mansions School Supply drop-off. Also, are you all aware of the of the flower summer special that is being offered? If you're not, um, you should be because you'll. Gosh, this is a saving of $25 or $30, I think, if you take advantage of this. You've got to commit yourself and you've got to pony up your money before the summer is over. But you can, you can sign up for a Sunday that goes all the way the next summer. So um, it's, 
It's just get out there on the board and claim a Sunday and then deposit your $35 check into the church office before the summer is over. And the, the dear ladies, Candy and Nadine, who are running this program for us, will, will honor your wishes and the cost will be that smaller amount than the larger amount. We're very thankful for Nadine and Candy doing that, uh, organizing the flowers, let alone helping us do it at a discounted rate. Thank you, ladies. All right, then, let us center ourselves and be in worship. of fears, real and imagined, is a major challenge of our lives these days. As we move further through these pandemic days, we are confronted with an uncertain future that demands uh, the best of us, our consideration of one another in major important ways. Our belief that perhaps the future can be different than how it might appear at this moment or at that. I'm persuaded that our faith helps us to negotiate the emotions and the real physical obstacles of these uncertain days. Today in our faith and film series that we're doing this summer, we look at the power of hope to glimpse resurrection and move forward well in life. The scene called Nothing But the Horizon from the film Elizabeth, The Golden Age, is our media support for this important theme. Let's stand and sing this hymn. Let's see if we can do it. pray. Holy God, be with us in this time of worship that we might open our hearts and our minds to your holy word, that being nurtured and inspired by it, we would be led into truer discipleship 
and greater faithfulness in your son's name and for your purposes among us. This all we pray. Good morning. This is the time in our worship service where I talk to the children of the church. Typically today I'd say, man, I missed you. I wasn't here last week. But I saw most of you yesterday, which was a great blessing and a gift. And the one of you who I didn't see yesterday, welcome back. It is so great to have you back in our area after you being in New England for the last year. So we are so glad to see you and have you in worship with us. And if you are joining us online, it's so great to have you there as well. Friends, today is a good day. We get to talk about what it means to have courage in our Sunday school class. And oh my goodness, I love the way that our world is like connecting together. Two weeks ago in worship, we talked about the woman at the well and how Jesus gives us living water. Well, not in worship. In Sunday school, we talked about that. And then in worship last week, we actually talked about water in the baptism of our friend Hunter. And then yesterday at Vacation Bible School, we talked about water being a blessing for the people of Kumadra in the movie Raya and the Last Dragon and how water is a blessing for us. And I love how water worked all of its way through. And as we watched the movie on Friday night here in Alton Hall, my daughter sitting on my lap towards the end of the movie looked at me and goes, Mom, the rain that's coming down is living water. And I love when the things that we're teaching connect together and we start to make connections for ourselves. And I have to admit that I didn't even make that connection until Maya said it, so it brought me a lot of joy. And some of what we talked about yesterday was about having courage to take the first step, even when it's difficult, even when we might not be ready yet. And your Sunday school lesson is going to be about someone who takes courage and lives out her faith, even though it is hard. So I give joy for the ways in which things connect together and how we might live as people who have courage to proclaim God's truth. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer as we talk to God? We'll do a repeat after me prayer. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow and yesterday. Thank you for loving us and giving us courage. Help us to receive your living water and share it with others. Amen. All right, children who are here, you're welcome to head off to Sunday school.
seated and please join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome, Almighty God, we give you thanks for this day, for the ways in which your spirit flows among us, through us, and around us, inviting us into deeper relationship with you, inviting us to see the ways in which you are making connections for us, making our faith real and tangible, and seeing how scripture and life around us, including the movies, might bring your truth to life for us. Be with us that we might be able to step out in faith, to break away from fear, and to live as people who boldly own their faith and their relationship with you, so that when others see us, we might be a beacon of light that radiates your hope and love for those in need, that we may be your ambassadors, proclaiming your truth to a world in need. This day, as part of our church community, we lift up the following people and situations in prayer. We pray for Esther Mayer's son, who is in need of cataract surgery, but also has some complications with his kidneys. Be with the doctors as they work through his medical needs and might be able to address all of the things that he needs to live a healthy and thriving life. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for Lori, who is Meredith Hart's grandmother-in-law, as she recovers from surgery due to a fall. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Kathy Huber, who broke her arm on Tuesday. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Steve Langberg in lifting up prayers for Pat Murphy, a friend of his wife's, um, who recently tested positive for COVID-19, even though she has been fully vaccinated. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Nancy Moravec in prayers for her cousin Wade, who has COVID-19 and has been in the ICU down in San Diego since Tuesday. Be with Wade and his family as he struggles to overcome this virus. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And Lord, we lift up prayers for all of those who are in a new round of quarantine, whether they've been vaccinated or not, as they have been exposed to the new strain of the coronavirus. Be with them as they await news of testing or wait their time out to make sure that they are healthy. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Skip Voss as he transitions to his new living arrangements in Orange County so that he can be closer to his daughter. We ask for peace for Skip and his family at this time. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And Lord, we don't just come to you asking for things, but we also come in praise and celebration. We have joy for the fact that we had a fun weekend watching um, a movie here on campus and having 19 children participate in our vacation Bible school yesterday. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we celebrate and rejoice that the Katz family has returned from Vermont to live locally and to be a part of our community and close to family again. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And Lord, we know that there's prayers on our hearts this day that have, we have yet to put words to. So we take a moment in silence to offer those prayers up to you.
O Lord, hear our prayers. Gracious God, touch the places in our hearts that need healing. Give us wisdom and insight where we need inspiration. Uh, Be with us in our joy and our sadness, in our accomplishments and our defeats. Allow everything that we do be in honor and praise to you as we continue to learn what it means to be disciples. We join together in saying the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
as some of you know, I like to sail, though it's been uh, too long since I did it last. I find uh, sailing to be a, a marvelous sport, zipping around in the water, having the spray of the surf, well, if it's a hot day, the spray of the surf in your face, and working with the wind and the, the waves to get where you're headed. It can be exhilarating. Sailing can also be a great metaphor for understanding life, and you'll hear more about that later in the fall as we turn to it for that purpose. My mind is on sailing today because the film illustration from Elizabeth the Golden Age is based on the experience of sailing in those days on the open seas. There is a, uh, a level and competence we now have in travel, whether over the oceans or through the air, that is relatively new to our human experience. Centuries ago, people uh, literally put their lives at risk when they voyaged over the seas. Sailing confronted us with our human vulnerabilities, as it also offered us opportunities for advancement and the, the promise of something new. Our film today uses sailing to present the stark terror and possible hope found in the change of an era or an epoch of human life. I find that it speaks to me in these challenging days of ours. I think of life not so much as fickle as it is fragile or frail. For all our advanced knowledge and prowess, illness, accident, or tragedy can affect us in a heartbeat and change everything about our lives or end it. When we think about it, we all have a moment or, or maybe two in which our mortality has been underscored for us, an experience through which we lived and then thought, wow, that was close. That could have been the end of things for me. I think about my operation for internal bleeding. I think about that time I prayed my way across Ohio and then almost had an accident on a bridge uh, crossing a river because I was not paying attention to what was around me. We have many moments like that perhaps in our lives so I ask you to reflect upon your life. I ask you to think about how perhaps taking the path left rather than right changed everything. Perhaps the altering of your travel plans or, or perhaps the simple checking over your shoulder as you changed lanes. You know, decisions have outcomes, and sometimes those outcomes are dramatic and 
life-altering. I think about those folk who resided in that Florida apartment complex. I think about those folk who went to work in the Twin Towers on 9-11. I think about those folk who decided to dance at Borderline that night a couple years ago. Simple decisions, routine decisions perhaps, that ended up with consequences not planned. Tragedy and death can seem to stalk our lives more and more these days. And now as an overlay to these uh, worrisome occurrences and random violence, we have our pandemic, this invisible viral killer. Our baseline anxiety of life has risen and risen these past decades and created for so many of us, a, a pervasive and a deep-seated dis-ease over life in general. And the nagging suspicion, regrettably, about those with whom we share our lives in community and around the globe. This is a terribly sad state of affairs for us all, and I would venture to guess it is not what God intended for God's children. What are we to do in the face of this reality, though? Do we just deny? Do we live anxiously? Do we live in fear? Either of those are, are, not, are not the way we want to live. There has to be a better way, and I think there is a better way. We have glimpsed it time and again, and we need to resolve to live in this better way. Being people who have experienced the love of God through Christ Jesus, being people who believe that love conquers hate, that life is greater than death, and grace is more powerful than judgment. We are to have a spirit about ourselves. We are invited to have a spirit about ourselves that overcomes these fears and believes that in God's providence, ultimately all will be well. We are called to faith, and in that faith we find hope for our lives and our future. Can we be this kind of people? With the help of God, uh, yes, we can. We really can. Believe it, we can. I want to remind you of two scriptures that are particularly helpful for us in exploring this dilemma of ours about hope and faith in the face of violence and fear, anxiety and uncertainty. 
We begin with a few verses from chapter 4 from Paul's letter to the Romans. Uh, let's have our media people bring this scripture, scripture video up. Today is, our scripture reading today is from Romans chapter 4, verses 16 through 22. For this reason, it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of all of us, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations according to what was said. So numerous shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Be to God. And thanks to Liz. She's recovering from hip replacement surgery as she uh, videotapes this. One of the younger members of our church who has made an intentional decision to move forward with our congregation into our future. Believing exactly in what she just read for us all. Now, Paul identifies Abraham as a person who decided to take God at God's word. That seems like a pretty simple, straightforward statement, though. Isn't it hard? It may be hard as we debate what that word of God is. But when we settle down upon it, doesn't it seem like the obvious of things? Well, let's just... Take God at God's word. Abraham is remembered as trusting God against the odds. And by doing that, shaped a life for himself full of wonder and achievements. Indeed, Abraham lived into the promise that God had extended to him. Though the odds, yeah, they seemed pretty long. And the outcome, well, pretty impossible. Abraham believed in what he understood God intended for him nonetheless. And that might be just a really key thing for working with God towards God's outcome. Believing in what you understand God intends for you. Holding on to the vision he had of how God would shape his life to the better, Abraham lived into that future. Abraham made himself Work with God. And Abraham made God's intention real for him. 
He didn't discard it. He didn't discount it. He embraced it. Through his cooperation, Abraham found himself in a partnership with God. We've got a one-year-old running around the house five days a week, thanks to Mary and Ryan and their good grandmother, Debbie. Boy, it's a whole lot easier to manage the day when Dylan is cooperating <laughs> with the will of the grandparents. This is exactly what we are called to do and need to do to prevail well these days. And here's some additional verses, verses from chapter 8 of that same letter. And again, I'm going to ask our tech people to bring up the second scripture video. Our next scripture reading for today is from Romans chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, to God. be to God. Paul calls out the, the true quality of hope. That is a yearning for something that is not as yet attained. Or not even as yet imagined as a reality. We hope it will come to pass, yet we do not know for sure that it will come to pass. We are hopeful of it, hopeful about it. And we trust in God's providence. We believe. Yet that which we yearn for is still a promise, something out there in the future, a possibility. We work hard in faith to help create, to help attain that which is not quite or fully here yet. Still just out there on the horizon or as a compelling notion of that which should be, but is not yet. And in hope, we go for it. We seek to make it real in our lives, in our community, and in our world. Now, the film Elizabeth, the Golden Age, in this film, there is a marvelous scene which is commonly referred to as nothing but horizon, which brings to light, at least in my mind, the emotional reality of this trust and faith about which Paul is speaking, grounded in the reality of the trials of sailing. Sir Walter Raleigh speaks with Queen Elizabeth about his sailing adventures on the open and the vast uncharted seas. 
there are moments of stark fear, as you might imagine, as the ship is the only object on the enormous expanse of ocean. Can you imagine that? Keeping one's bearings and hope is a real challenge. It can be overwhelming. The sense of, of insignificance turns to feelings of, of meaninglessness. And the sense of being alone turns to feelings of being abandoned or lost. So let's see if you resonate with this clip like I have. Let's take a listen to this marvelous exchange our media people will share with us. For weeks you see nothing but the horizon, perfect and empty. You live in the grip of fear, fear of storms, fear of sickness on board, fear of the immensity. So you must drive that fear down deep into your belly. Study your charts. Watch your compass. Pray for a fair wind and hope. Pure, naked, fragile. Hope. Ready for the archduke of the court of waiting. Let them wait. Go on, Mr. Raleigh. You, you were hoping? At first, it's no more than a haze on the horizon. So you watch. It's a smudge, a shadow on the far water, for a day, for another day. The stain slowly spreads along the horizon, taking form, until on the third day, you let yourself believe. Dare to whisper the word. Land. Land. Life. Resurrection. A true adventure. Coming out of the vast unknown. Out of the immensity. Into new life. That, your majesty, is the new world. Sir Walter, as Sir Walter Raleigh describes it, you really, you really get a, a sense of how disconcerting, how unnerving it must have been to have been all alone in one of those ships on the ocean. As we sail and as we fly nowadays, it's a different experience. Yet for those guys, those early voyagers on the sea, it was all new crossing this ocean, all new. 
all uncharted, all who knows what's going to happen now. It must have taken a great amount of courage to hope in what might become of these well-played efforts of wind and wood and wave, trusting in the goodness of God to be unfolding something better. The new age. Our new age. What will it be? What shall we make of it? How shall we embrace or run from it? Understand it or deny it? Instead of an immobilizing fear, we see in Sir Walter Raleigh an exhilaration over life's challenges and excitement about future possibilities. He even called it resurrection. Huh. We kind of like that word, don't we? As we think about present and future. If the course can be continued and the obstacles, physical or, or mental, can be overcome, something dawns and we get somewhere. Instead of incapacitating him, the enormous challenge seems to have invigorated him. It was a clear object lesson for Queen Elizabeth as she faced her uncertain future, which if you know British history was shaped by the competitor to the throne, Mary Queen of Scots, who was into some kind of intrigues to try to get herself to be the Queen of England, and the King of Spain and his armada. Avenging Mary's unrighteous death and taking over England for the good of the Roman church. You remember Elizabeth was a Protestant. A new age was dawning and was possible for her if she exhibited courageous trust and a faithful hope. So now, ah, geopolitically, socially, physically, we are journeying into uncharted waters. And a new age is coming, it is dawning on the horizon, and it might just be a smudge in our vision at this point. 
but it holds the promise of resurrection. And we ask, what will become of us? Will it all fall apart with the center not hold? How will we be sustained and be able to move forward into a future? What we know for sure is that to prevail, we need to have the verve like that of Sir Walter Raleigh and we need to have a faith like that of Paul. There is a new world to discover and frankly still a new creation to further birth with God's Spirit in which all of these trials and all of these tribulations will be behind us and in which God's love will reign supreme. We believe this. We bank on this. We sail out because of this. This is the destination of our journey. Do you see it out there? Let us make haste to it. Paul, in his life, his ministry, his writings, Paul shows us the way. You will recall he suffered great difficulty as he journeyed the Mediterranean. He was on the receiving end of verbal and physical abuse a number of times, countless times is our sense as we read the whole of his works. He spent a few occasions in those primitive jails and months and months under house arrest. We read about these in our scriptures. We read about how he survived a shipwreck himself in Acts. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Paul was able to approach life with a trusting faith that God was at his side, helping him manage his circumstances, and that indeed God was seeking to create a better way of life for all through the leading of his spirit in people's lives, in Paul's life, in our lives. Paul was on a mission from God to help get the world right. And so too are, are we, dear friends. So too are we.
We are commissioned through our baptism as children of God to be partners with God in the recreation, in the birthing of God's kingdom. And it takes faith. It takes trust. We've got it. It's offered to us through Christ Jesus. Let's set sail and do it. Amen. Each and every day, we embark on a new voyage, a new journey of faith, and we are reminded time and again that God is at our side through whatever storms, whatever trials, through whatever rainbows we may encounter, being with us, encouraging us forward, and giving us inspiration to live faithfully. As people who know that God is by our side, we have the opportunity to say thank you to that God, to say thank you to our God who loves us so deeply and so profoundly. As we give our tithes, gifts, and offering to God, we are working to birth that new church, that church that God desires here on earth and make God's will come to pass. Let us receive the gift of music as we contemplate our giving.
giving hope this service. We hope this service has been a blessing to you. As uncertain as a future can be, it can test us like nothing else in life. We can be anxious or we can be enlivened. We can be fearful or we can be hopeful. Through faith in a good God's providence, we can be enlivened and we can be hopeful. By focusing on God and God's good provision, we can move boldly and confidently into our future, trusting in the resurrection. God is on our side for the better. Work with God. Embrace God. Go with God. Be safe. Stay healthy. Know that you are indeed loved. Amen. Amen.